Hey everyone, welcome to the Being Giant Show. I'm one of your hosts, Rochelle Verena, and this is a podcast for academics by academics. This week, I'm talking to Kayla Ferguson Tarver, who is a community marketing coordinator for Married Beauty. In this episode, we touch upon some of her experiences in undergrad, her journey as a black woman to the beauty industry, and some of the things she plans on working on next. As always, we hope that you guys enjoy the episode. Well, hi, Kayla. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, it's been a wild ride for this year. I know you and I, we've been talking about that on and off. So how do you feel now that it's December? Um, For me personally, I can say that the year has ended on a really good note, which I'm super grateful for because I know I mean, a lot of us were affected by COVID and the pandemic, but um, and a lot of people are still dealing with those effects. But I have had a pretty great last quarter. I'm not going to lie. And <laughs> they had you in the first <laughs> They had me in the first second and third half. I'm not going to lie. Like, it, it's been a rough, rough, rough ride. But, you know, in August, I believe, things started to turn around and you know, everything that I was working so hard for started to materialize. So although 2020 is has been a shocker, I think overall it's been a good year for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, that's why I keep telling people, I'm like, listen, if you can say that you're having a good year, please be sure to say so because there are people who, who's, that's just not the case for them. So I'm really happy to hear that. Right, right. Grateful stunned shocked (laughs) everything I just really didn't think of all years for things to kind of happen for me I didn't think it would be this year Mm -hmm. well they say they say when you're you know when success is coming it'll just come whenever it wants to so you can't really plan for it you can't really anticipate when it'll happen so and it's like weird because you hear people say that all the time so you kind of you try to keep that in the back of your head but it really comes when you least expect it but you have to be ready. Like it won't come if you're not ready. So you always do have to be prepared, but it won't come when you think it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about what you're doing now? So right now I'm currently a um, community marketing coordinator for a beauty brand. Um, you can follow us at Merit on Instagram. Uh, shameless plug. Um, so my job is basically to create the community um, of creators that you know we send products to and they create content for. Um, I've been you know rounding up creators for months now actually, and just making sure that everything is going the way it should. Um, there's different kind of people we reach out for different things, so I'm in charge of just making sure you know X Y Z person gets the right things and all that kind of stuff. So the products are not going to be um, launching until 2021, early 2021. But um, you can follow our journey. We will be releasing soon. It's definitely a company that I never even knew existed. So, you know, you always wonder like what the company culture of like your dream job looks like. And Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever actually saw that in any of the places that I worked. And now that I'm here, I realize like this is exactly, this is exactly what 
you know, a healthy job looks like. They're huge on work-life balance, which a lot of companies say, but that's not the actual case. (laughs) And so I'm really grateful to be in a place where like my superiors genuinely care about obviously like the work I'm doing, but obviously if I'm in the right headspace to get that work done and what they can do to help, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's pretty dope. No, a hundred percent. I've worked a lot of jobs prior to getting to where I'm at and me getting to this company where I'm at currently, I'm just mm-hmm. like, wow, this is, you know, this is kind of different. This is kind of mm-hmm. nice. I can see <laughs> I- why a lot of the people who I work with, they've been there for 10 15 20 years right so i can understand that and then also too i started this is like a random point that i wouldn't want to make so like my company is a new company so like essentially i work for a startup but i work for a startup um that is owned by the very successful very beautiful very smart Catherine Power. So like it's a different kind of startup because she, you know, she's been successful in three other ventures. Um, so we have like a world of knowledge that other startups don't necessarily have. But it's so weird because we started in August, so obviously in the middle of or I started in August in the middle of the pandemic. And so um I've been working from home since forever and I've actually never met any of my coworkers. <laughs> it's so weird. So obviously, like people who are working from home, they got to work with their coworkers at some point, and so you know them a little bit better. But it's been it's been an experience working from home and not really knowing anything about each other, um, other than like this person is in charge of X Y Z, and if I need to reach out about something, this is who I go to. Like I don't really know. Everyone is so amazing and so nice, but it's weird because we've never met. Right. Right. Well, that's dope, though. I mean, well, it, it goes to show you, I guess, like their HR process is very effective in terms of hiring people that will be compatible with with the culture that they're trying to establish. 100%. I don't know how they've been able to <laughs> sift through how many people they had to in order to pick out people who work so well together. But wow, amazing. <laughs> like, I don't know how they did that, but they've done a great job of choosing people. Everyone is devoted to the cause and everyone is honestly super nice and genuinely like there to do their best so Mm. okay cool 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 i will say this though um so i'm one of those individuals who got to meet my coworkers prior to working remotely and stuff but throughout the pandemic we have hired many new people and stuff and one of the uh, new guys is someone who i actually knew i met him I met him in undergrad at USC and pretty much I was like, yo, you know, how does it feel getting this new job and then trying to like, you know, fit, you know, figure out how you best fit and stuff. You know, what are some of the things that you think, you know, are challenging and stuff? Is it challenging for you? And he should have told me, he was like, you know, I think this is pretty cool because I don't have to worry about like people coming up to me and saying like, oh, you're new let me introduce myself to you. Do you know where the cafeteria is? Because I can show you where the cafeteria is. <laughs> so he's like, you know, for him, it's kind of just, it, it's taking away the pressure of like being the new guy, whatever pressure that comes with like the, being the new guy, uh, I guess. Uh, I don't even know what to call that. 
<laughs> yeah, like just like yeah. the new kid on the block syndrome. Like it's yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. But uh, yeah. So you you mentioned for your job, you essentially are responsible for, I guess, sending, uh, information to the content creators. Mm-hmm. Basically, explaining to them um, what we're looking for, what we can offer, um, and things like that. You know, timelines, dates, what they can and can't say. Like timeline wise not like we don't tell them what to say we obviously want them to be authentic and we want their reviews to be genuine but um just letting them know okay you can't say xyz before this but you can share you know this and stuff like that um and if they have any questions so sometimes they have questions about shipping sometimes they have questions about the specific products that we're sending them like um how they should be using it how they should be you know what's the best way to get the most out of it and things like that so in charge of stuff like that are you involved in the process of figuring out who is a content creator like creating like, oh yeah like, literally okay. that's my entire job like i spend like 90 percent of my work day on instagram and youtube <laughs> <laughs> it has been it has been draining in some ways because mm-hmm. i am literally looking through and i am not exaggerating thousands and thousands and thousands of profiles so it's been a lot so like I don't know if you've noticed but I haven't even really been on my personal Instagram like that because I'm on it so much for work I literally do not want to be on it for pleasure at all like I'm when I'm done with work I don't want to see my phone I'm picking up a book I'm watching a game I'm, I'm not on Instagram I'm not on YouTube I just can't but um yeah so I'm literally in like part of the department that's in charge of finding all those people and establishing who would be like a good content creator for us. Wow, that is so interesting. Especially, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like, I guess this is kind of new, but not really. It's just new because of how we're using technology right now and how social media has this huge presence. So it's it's interesting to have a conversation with someone whose job function is that. So that's really interesting. It's really cool to work in a startup because you obviously you're you don't have a foundation yet. You are establishing the foundation. And so mm-hmm. there's so many things I was telling my boss the other day, like I have so much appreciation for those brands who pull off things like, you know, a huge launch. And they make it look so effortless because it is not. There are so many moving parts that we don't even consider mm-hmm. that I have now had to consider. And it's like, now I, I know those brands, even if it looks easy, it wasn't. And so mm-hmm. a lot of hard work went into, you know, what they call their story and their voice and all of that. And and for the brands that don't even do it so well, I understand it now because sometimes we're like a little judgmental of like, oh, like why do they do it that way? And it's like because yeah. it's hard. And unless you have that knowledge or unless you have that experience, you don't even know how to prepare yourself for the the world that is, you know, influencer marketing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. I mean, I I would say. I mean, obviously, you and I, we went to high school together and we did commercial arts. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can see some of those elements, you know, some of the things that we were learning in those classes, you know, be translated into, you know, an industry such as yours. Like, 
doing the planning and then doing the coordination, talking to various stakeholders, understanding what is it that they want, and mm-hmm. then like having to realize that like okay, it's really about what they want. It's not about what you want to do as the creator. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so yeah. So that's cool. Um, another thing that I would say is that um, it's really impressive to me when companies can launch campaigns and brands in a smooth manner right it seems so simple like the the messaging is very simple but like it probably started off as something really really complicated and they just managed to iron it out to the point where they can just like use a few words just to communicate what is it that they're trying to communicate right and having that balance of like emotional because you obviously i'm in an industry that is it's the beauty i'm in the beauty industry so you have to kind of consider that emotional part of like why should they use what we're offering when so many other people are offering something similar and so you really have to stand out in like obviously the products but also to the messaging and so yeah crafting that message is so important and it takes so much like reorganizing and thinking and like going back to the drawing board and trying things out and seeing how it reads and just like trying so many things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you've mentioned that like, you know, the job that you're working now, like that essentially is your dream job and stuff. So were you always interested in the beauty industry? No. So interesting enough, I was actually going to go to college to be an interior designer and architect Um, because like we were in commercial arts together all throughout high school and I wanted something that would combine numbers and art and at the time that's the only thing I could think of but when I got to FIU they was giving me some mess about it's a five-year program but you didn't get into the class you needed so it's gonna be six years and I was just like "Mm." like I don't want to be an architect that bad (laughs) And so I just went into, um, just for the sake of being, uh, having a major, I just went into business administration um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, the first few years, you're not really in the bulk of what your major is anyway, so it didn't really matter. Right. And I remember being in this class, it was like a a general business class that every business major had to take. And like the last eight weeks, he brought in a different professor from different majors and I remember the marketing person did a presentation. I was like, oh, no, like this is this is me. Like this is how I combine numbers and art and creativity. Like this is what I have to do. So that's when I switched my major to marketing. And I don't mm-hmm. really know. I feel like I've always had a really strong interest in the beauty industry as far as like being someone who I felt was never really represented in the beauty industry. That's where it kind of sparked. And um, wanting to give or create that space. Because back then, that that wasn't really a conversation. I'm not going to lie. Like, when I was a freshman in high school, all that representation matters stuff, like, that hadn't peaked yet. And so those spaces weren't available yet. And so that's what I wanted to do with marketing. Um, And I even remember I had to write a paper. Like, we had to do a research project. And I decided to do it on representation of, like, um, models and race res- race representation in like media and um, 
it wasn't on beauty specifically it was just anything um beauty related so it was i had like clothes in there it was just entertainment in general and the things that i found were crazy and i thought you know this is something i can really take far and obviously it was something that mattered because we see it now so much with representation and you know having inclusivity and diversity whether or not people are doing it genuinely it that's not the case but it's definitely a thing mm-hmm. because those are highly used words right now <laughs> oh yeah no those are like the uh those are the key buzzwords mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um okay cool so so pretty much you kind of essentially kind of just like maybe explore different things and then mm-hmm. eventually you got to somewhere where you're like oh okay you know what this is something that I can run with mm-hmm. let me take it and run with it and see how far I can go with it essentially right yeah okay okay so once you went ahead and you switched your major over to marketing and stuff like what were some of the things that you found yourself doing in order to like make yourself I guess a qualified candidate in this space if that's the best way to put that yeah so uh, I made sure that all my jobs were beauty focused um at the time I really believed that you have to start at the bottom which I don't necessarily not believe in anymore but like um you can definitely get stuck at the bottom um and not everyone starts from the bottom but um I made sure that all my jobs were in the beauty industry because it I felt like in order to market, in order to have like a well-rounded experience um, to market beauty products to who I believed were people who weren't represented, I had to learn that from the bottom. So I had lots of retail jobs um, in beauty. One company was owned by L'Oreal, which I was dead like I was dead set on having a marketing job at L'Oreal. That actually didn't work out, but I think my job is better than anything I was applying to at L'Oreal. Not that mm-hmm. L'Oreal couldn't offer anything better, but everything I was applying to, my job is way better than that. So like, thank God I didn't right. get those. <laughs> um, I also made sure to do um, freelance work, um, just making sure that I was, always in the social media space because obviously retail you, you're not really in the social media space so I wanted to make sure I was still up, up to date on trends in the beauty world seeing how um, different companies are using social media to leverage um, just how they're using it to leverage I don't know I don't even know what I'm saying <laughs> but like <laughs> like how they're using it to build their voice how they're using it to get out to other people and just because obviously like social media is cute and all but the whole point is that it brings in revenue right no matter no matter how you know how connected you feel to this brand their whole idea is to make money so seeing how they're using how they obviously have to be authentic or look authentic in order to you know make people feel a bond with that brand. I made sure I did a lot of freelance work and yeah, just trying to stay in those spaces, the social media space and also the retail space. So I was having enough experience in different, you know, sectors. Mm-hmm. And now all of this stuff, were you doing this while you were in college? 
Yeah. So in college, I worked for Salon Centric, which is the company owned by L'Oreal, and I worked for Sephora at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was doing a little bit of freelance work, but obviously being in college, having new jobs, there's not really much time for anything else. Yeah. Um, I did a lot more of the freelance work when um, I left Sephora and I was able to free up some time. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Cool. Cool. So you were like really, really busy, like <laughs> throughout undergrad and stuff. I mean, outside of like, you know, you working and then you doing your coursework. I know that you also did an alternative breaks experience. So what was that like on top of everything else that you were involved in? Oh, yeah. So alternative breaks was really cool. Um, And what it is is that on spring break, winter break or summer break, you you go on a trip um, to volunteer. So at the time, I wasn't in school because it was a summer break trip. Um, And... Yeah, so my cousin actually worked for the department that was in charge of putting those breaks together. And since freshman year, she was just like, you know, you should do one of the trips, like, just do it. And I don't know why it took me so long to do it, but I finally took her advice. And um, you just apply, or there's different there's different um, causes that they have, and you choose three, and you uh, rank them from one to three. Um so the cause that I chose was women's women's rights. I don't know if that's the right wording, but it was something around there. Um, and so we went to Guyana and volunteered at a domestic violence center. Um, and that was really cool. And we also volunteered at a shelter, uh, a, uh, not a shelter, an, an orphanage. So it was a shelter and an orphanage that we got to volunteer at. And it was really eye-opening. So oh my goodness, you go and you help, you think you're going over there to help, you know, the people, but the people actually change you more than anything, and it's, it's, wow, like, heartbreaking, but also, it's bittersweet, it's bittersweet, because, you know, you feel a sense of love, and you feel a sense of goodness, because you're doing something that's going to be so impactful, but you also see, like, some people in the world are so worse off and yet they still have so much happiness so it was it was like such a bittersweet moment but i i actually got to go back to guyana um a couple years later um not for the same um issue or the same um cause but i did get to go back not through fiu just on my own i stayed in touch with Onika Charles, who was in charge of International Children's Outreach, if y'all want to check her out. Um, I believe her Instagram is Ico, I-C-O, but um, yeah, I stayed in touch with her. She asked me if I wanted to go on a trip again, and I was like, of course, and then I went again, and since then, a lot has happened. Right. Cough, cough, virus, and so <laughs> I haven't been back in a while, but I really do enjoy. I've I've enjoyed both times that I went. Wow, I didn't. I don't think I knew that you went a second time. Like I think I always knew that you you did the first trip and you were doing all of this like really cool volunteering work, but I didn't know like you stayed in contact and then you went again on your own. So that's that's actually pretty cool. I, it feels like, so 2020 has felt like two years, but I'm pretty sure I went back last year. Last year? I feel like that's when I went. Yeah, it had to be 2019. 
Yeah, it, 2020 has been such a long year. Everything feels a lot older than it is. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. I mean, like, did we have a conversation about this last year? I'm not sure. I kind of just went. I don't know if I really told anyone. I kind of just like went. You just banged it. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I can quickly check my Instagram, but I'm pretty sure it was last year. Yes. So, yes. It was March last year. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That's crazy to me. Well, you know, March of last year does feel, it does feel like a long time ago because that's when I took my, I took my trip to Hawaii then. And that feels like it happened like in 2017 or something. Right. Right. I mean, it's about to be two years though, because we're not that far from March, like 2021 March. Right, right, right. I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. There you have it. 2020, what? boy. 2020. Mm. Well, being that, like, you know, you've, you know, you had this abroad experience and stuff. How do you think the lessons and the experience that you had there kind of, like, you know, inform some of the work that you're doing now? Um, It definitely made me a lot more grateful, just in general. But also a lot more, I guess, I guess a lot more, I guess I was like naive about certain things happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And so now when I think about certain things, I'm thinking about, you know, like, I don't know, like the word sustainability, that is that that's a word that's used a lot in my industry and right. a lot in a lot of industries now. I think that's also a buzzword. And so oh, yeah, certain things I feel like now I'm looking at it from like a global perspective of like, OK, sustainability to us means one thing, but sustainability to in another region is a whole different thing. So it it makes me a lot more. I don't know how to explain it. This is such a great question. <laughs> this is a great question that I feel like I'll need to have, I need like a moment to think about it, but it makes me consider more than just us, like us here in America or us here in Miami or us here, like whatever the us may be, mm-hmm. it makes me consider more than just us. It makes me consider people who I don't necessarily, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily fit in that category like how how does this affect people who how does this affect people who I wouldn't have to consider like who have problems I wouldn't have to consider right right so it pretty much it I guess it, it popped your bubble whatever bubble you yeah. felt that you were in you're like you're not there anymore for sure mm-hmm. okay okay at least I think so at least at least I hope so mm-hmm. <laughs> well I mean I it sounds like it so <laughs> The mere fact that, like, you are aware that there are other people out there who have different experiences than you, I think, you know, that's that's the essence of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, how do I create a space that would positively affect as many people as possible? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, that's what's up. Now, I know that uh, you graduated from college think back in 2018 we graduated same year um and I know that you know that post-graduation life you know was (laughs) was a struggle (laughs) 
<laughs> to say the least. <laughs> uh, so wh- why don't you go ahead and tell me about like some of the the things you were thinking about, like you know, once you left college and stuff. What was like? What was life like? You know, after that. Immediately, I thought, wow, life is a scam. (laughs) (laughs) This was all a joke. Like, um, I hope this is a really long dream. Someone wake me up because obviously you graduate college and you think, oh, yeah, like, okay, what's next? Like, I'm just going to get my dream job. That's going to be it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. And not for me, at least. And you obviously see other people doing well, which you're happy for, but Right. You wonder, like, okay, so when is it going to be my time? Um, but looking back, I wish I didn't worry about it as much as I did because I spent so much time worrying and so much time sad and so much time um, just, like, discouraged. And two years is not that long. Right. <laughs> it wasn't even a full – well, it was it – was, was it a full two years? About a full two, yeah, like it was a full two years. You like a full two years because we graduated in like May, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So looking back, I just wish I spent more time just focused on like being happy that I was doing everything I needed to do and not worried about what I thought was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Because there's people that have like they graduated maybe like eight years ago, ten years ago, and still haven't found their dream job. So like two years one flew by and it's just not that much time like we think we're supposed to be super established when we're 24 and that's just not the case unless you're on here on tiktok making millions of dollars like that's just not the norm right right it really isn't i mean like especially when people are establishing startups and stuff i mean that can take anywhere between five to ten years and stuff but you know two years in the grand scheme of things it's really not that uh that long but I also will say that you know not worrying that's easier said than done right of course of course like I don't think I've I still haven't even fully learned that lesson I just wish I ain't worry as much (laughs) like I still worry about things and I still you know sometimes get into that you know rabbit hole of like oh my god when is this gonna happen when is this gonna happen but it doesn't affect my mental health the way it used to because I don't let it Right, right. Because, like, okay, it definitely helps that, like, along the way, right, during those, you know, during those two years, you, you had a little something, something, like, you, you, you got, you put yourself in different positions where it was like, okay, you know what, I think what I'm doing, you know, lets me think that, okay, maybe I'm on the right track with, like, the different experiences that you had. Speaking of which, can can you talk about a little bit of the post-graduation experiences that you had, like in terms of like what you were doing for work? Cause I know like you ended up like maybe interning a couple of places and stuff. So I was at, I have, I've been, I was at Salon Cedric for three years. Right. So a little bit during undergrad, a little bit afterwards. Well, actually until recently, like I was, okay. I was there up until this year. Uh, I was at Sephora, and then I also was working um, for a Black-owned um, marketing agency. It was, I was doing PR, and I realized that I did not like PR at all. So, like, you made a good point of, like, 
I was doing a lot of different things. And obviously you don't know what exactly the formula is and what exactly you're supposed to be doing. So you just have to try as many things as, po- things as possible. Right. And I realized that like, no matter what industry I'm working in, I don't want to do PR. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I worked and I did that. And um, did I have any interns? I had an internship during undergrad. Mm-hmm. Did I have an internship afterwards? I was applying for a lot of them, but I didn't. I didn't actually get any. Oh, okay. So I guess like I guess I don't know why I was thinking that you were an intern during out uh, the uh the black owned uh So it started off as an intern and then literally a week later she's just like, No. She's oh, gonna okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So it started off I asked so I reached out to her. My mentor actually told me about her and said like you should find her email, reach out and I reached out to her asking for an intern position and then it quickly changed into just a regular position part-time okay okay so so post graduating and stuff you know you're feeling discouraged you know you're trying to figure things out and stuff but in the midst of you know in the midst of all that you know you're trying to figure out you know different ways to not feel like that so you mentioned that you know your mentor gave you a little bit of advice so how did you go about even seeking out uh, your mentor, like getting that person to be your mentor and stuff? So um, one thing I want to say is that we have to rely on our network a lot more. I feel like I can't say for everybody, but for black people, I just feel like we don't use the people we know and not use. I don't mean that. No, we don't network. Exactly. Oh, right. But we don't network the way we should. And so my, cousin's best friend's sister are we still are we still here (laughs) my cousin's best friend's sister actually worked for um miss jesse's as like Mm -hmm. the marketing director like something super high up and she was just she told me to reach out to her a while ago but i was always very nervous because i thought she would just be like girl like i'm a successful woman i don't have time for this like why are you (laughs) messaging me so i just wrote the message and never ever actually sent it and then one day i was just like like you said like you're trying out all these things you don't know what will work so i'm like you know what like i haven't tried this my cousin told me to reach out like the worst you can say is no but i've heard no how many times I reached out. She's like, oh, my God, you know, look, I've been waiting for you to reach out. Um, Your cousin told me you were going (laughs) to send me a message a long time ago. (laughs) And I was like, what? And I'm over here being, like, nervous. Um, She was so sweet. Um, My mentor is so nice. Um, She doesn't work in the beauty um, industry anymore, but she gave me Mm -hmm. so much advice. She helped me um, revamp my resume, which got me so, so many more um, interviews. Um, she gave me, she also gave me, um, my previous job, she gave me her as a contact so I could reach out and things like that. Like we just have to rely on people who are in our network. And that doesn't mean necessarily people we know, but like the people we know who they know, right? because she's, she's been amazing. Um, I definitely need to update her on some of the things that have happened (laughs) is with 2020 and things happening so often and so so much with the intensity that they happen it's been hard to like keep everybody updated but um definitely having a mentor change things for me um and it also puts into perspective like you know what you're what you're reaching for is attainable right so that also put things at ease for me and she's and obviously 
we get caught up in this rat race of like having everything established when we're 23. And one of the things she would always say when we first started talking was like, you're young. Like you're at the place you're supposed to be at this age, like calm down. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I hear you, but I don't really feel that way. Because yeah, you, you just get caught up in a lot of things. You get caught up in like, other people's success not even realizing that they're in their mid-30s you get caught up in the success of people younger than you but they was using instagram and tiktok money uh, you get caught up in also and then also too like with instagram and social media in general you do have people who are um they are posing like they're they're clout yeah like they are not living the life that they portray and so you're you're comparing your actual life to their curated life. Right. And so I had to stop doing all that. I had to one be realistic and I just had to like limit how things affected my thinking. So yeah, like I can look at all the pictures and all that, but I'm not going to consider like, "Oh my god, they're you know, they're 21 and they bought their first house." Like you don't know what they had to do to get there. You don't know if that house is theirs. <laughs> Right. You don't know if someone gave them a huge chunk of money. Like, girl, stop worried about that. Worried about you, and that's it. So, but also, too, like, her being an older woman and who's super successful and just telling me, like, this is actually how it's supposed to look, it and made also things. Being black. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it made, it made me a lot more comfortable. I wouldn't say it, I didn't worry at all, but I, like I said, it affected my mental health a lot less. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, speaking of, um, like, individuals who are successful right now, like, you're seeing their success and, like, but they've been at it for a while. You remember Amari, right? Amari Usher? Yes, and with his YouTube. With his YouTube. So, like, like, you know, so shout out to Amari for, like, getting those 100,000 subs and stuff because I know that this dude has been super consistent with that YouTube thing from, like, early on high in school like, yeah early yeah, on like- in high school too and he <laughs> stuck with it and he's like gotten really good with like using cameras and like creating these like scripts and stuff like you see his you see his talent or at least like his artistic vision like evolving into something that's like really cool but me being able to see that or like both of us being able to like follow his progression and stuff you realize like yo he put in the work and it took time and right. here we are we tripping over two years right and there's there's people probably looking at his youtube like oh i started two months ago why don't i have a hundred thousand like no this man has been doing this since high school mm-hmm. he worked and he earned those subscribers sure did and sometimes sure did. and everyone's path looks different but one thing you cannot do for genuine success real success is cheat the system oh, oh you cannot do that, well, do that. because well, actually, well, it depends, right? It de- well, it, okay, it depends on, like, you know, the cards that you have in your back pocket. pocket. Right. But okay, my, my, okay, because my thing is this. If you are a fraud, the system will filter you out. You will get Eventually. exposed. It doesn't matter how far you get. You will get exposed. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so you can't cheat the system, ultimately, in my opinion. Because eventually it will... It will equal itself out to get rid of all the fraud. So, I mean, yeah, that's true. But no, yeah, that's, and that's a perfect example of just like, you can't compare your story to someone else's story. You can just, you can be grateful 
you can learn from it. Yeah, you can ask them for their mentorship. You can, you can use it as a guide, but don't use it as a comparison. Yeah, no, you can't do that because then it, it's just, it's like creating this, uh, like this extraordinary, unrealistic demand of yourself. You know, especially when you know you've already been working hard, you're you're hitting yourself in so many places and it, you can't work like that. You can't move forward like that. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, now that you are, you know, in your dream job and stuff and like you've been at it. Well, really, I mean, you've been in the space for a while, but like now you have the job like mm-hmm. in your opinion, how difficult it is. Well, how difficult is it for a black woman to be successful in this space? So I will say that we are in a time specifically where black pe- black women are being a lot more vocal mm-hmm. about the issue because I do think it it was very hard actually like and the reason you know it's hard is because whenever, you know, like I know Essence did every year, I think they do like a feature of like the top beauty, the top black beauty executives, and they'd have like 20 people. Mm-hmm. The fact that they even have to do that means that these 20 people are miraculous. They've worked super hard because there's so few of them. Right. And so it's definitely been hard, but I do, I know for a fact that it's changing because the reason I even got this job is because um, there's this platform called 25 Black Women in Beauty. And it started because, um, you know, they wanted to, they wanted to honor 25 Black women who were in the beauty industry every year. Um, And what they started to do was they created this space for other black women who also wanted to be in the industry so that they could pull you know ideas from advice from and all this so i remember one day and this is how i actually got the job i have now they were saying um they were they had a resume book and if we wanted to be um considered to be featured in the book we could send over our information and at the time they only had super big important jobs like VP of this, um, CEO, not CEO, but like um, chief of marketing, stuff like that, like super huge jobs that I did not have the experience for. But I thought, you know, what what's the worst they can tell me is no. Um, they actually, um, at the time, even though they only had super, um, a, like super big positions up on their website, they, I guess they put my um, resume in the book. And so my current boss, she reached out to me saying, you know, we have this position. I found your resume through, you know, 25 Black Women in Beauty. I think you'd fit really well. Let me know if you're interested. And she sent me a link to the um, job posting. And I thought, and mind you, I put my resume in that book a year prior. Right. I completely forgot I did that. I didn't even know, because they don't tell you if they put you in the book. Um, so I didn't even know I was in the book. I didn't remember that the book existed. I was just sitting there doing my thing, trying to make something work. And here, (laughs) right. And here, here I get this like beautiful email, like literally sent from the gods. Like I heard angels, (laughs) organs, all that. I'm like, what the heck? And so I'm there. I'm so grateful for 25 black women in beauty. If you are a black woman. And I don't think it's, 
specific to black women or specific to uh, women of color. Um, but I do think that you should definitely follow them on Instagram and LinkedIn and follow their website. I would they they give great articles about a lot of things. They have job postings on their website. If you are a black woman and you are interested in establishing yourself in the beauty industry, that is a resource you need to take advantage of. Um, it's no question about it. Um, they have an Instagram. I don't know if they have a Twitter. They have a LinkedIn and they have a website. Um, I'm definitely trying to be one of those 25 black women <laughs> they invite to oh dinner one day. <laughs> but um, in due time, in due time, I definitely have to earn that spot. And that's what I'm doing right now. Well, yeah, you're you're well on your way, right? You're you're on the right you're on the right path. Okay, okay, okay. So, being that you are in this job now, and I know like there's a lot of uncertainty with the coronavirus and stuff because <laughs> it's just you know crippled so many aspects of our <laughs> lives. No, seriously. <laughs> like, what are some of the things that you're thinking that you might do next? Mm, so, as you know, I've always wanted to start my own business. Um, and one day that will happen. Um, I just, I just know that the the person who I am personally, what? What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> Who I am personally, I know I'm going to devote 110% to it. So I just want to make sure I have my my ducks in a row. Not ducks in a row, but I want to make sure what I'm creating is actually something I love for forever. Because once I start for real, that's the end. Mm -hmm. And so I've been racking my brain with how to figure, like, what I can do to create like, what do I need to create that is that fuses sustainability, technology, and beauty? And so that's where I'm at right now. And I'm in my, I'm still in my ideas phase. I was gonna do a festival, which I think I, we talked about. Yeah, we did talk about. So I mean, so, yeah. last, from last I heard, <laughs> I you know I, I I was on the impression that like you know we're still very much trying to get this festival thing, you know. I'm to trying happen. to. I'm I'm trying to wait on a festival to actually happen post corona oh a hundred percent because i need to see how what that looks like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so that idea is not scratched it's paused okay and maybe i need to unpause it because i'm very serious about this festival well i was i was i was <laughs> well i mean not that you was i mean i think you i think you still very much are like i said if the coronavirus didn't happen i mean i think I, I mean, my, from we would have had a festival. Exactly. <laughs> we would have had a festival. festival we would have had a festival this happened. year. We would have had a festival next year. Um, Like it would, if, if we didn't have a festival this year, it would have definitely happened next year because I was like literally planning out everything. Um, But now I just don't know what a festival would look like. Um, And so I didn't want all that hard work to be in vain, if that makes sense. But now I just need to pivot. I just don't know what that pivot looks like. Like, what do I need to pivot to? So I'm kind of like waiting to see what large gatherings look like. <laughs> you know, it's it's really interesting that you say that because, I mean, you know that I've been trying to work on this idea of creating this media company, right? right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like when I first 
thought about this idea. The idea was so big. And then, you know, this is when the coronavirus was like really starting to impact our lives and stuff before we got placed on lockdown and stuff. And then once we got into lockdown, I was like, dang, you know, this was a pretty dope idea. You know, I really want to work on this thing. But like (laughs) most of the things that I was even thinking about, it involves interacting with people and stuff. So I spent months just thinking about, okay, if I really want to work on this idea, what is it that I can do now to contribute towards that effort? But that works within, you know, the limitations. The new life. Yeah, the new life. And like the the result of that is this podcast, right? So beautiful so, pivot, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, I wasn't <laughs> like, but it took having conversations with many people to be like, huh, you know, this this kind of works, and then, like you know, the cost is like um, virtually nothing, and then like it's just a matter of like reaching out to people, and the same matter that you reached out to your mentor, you know, to have her be your mentor and stuff. It's kind of like the same thing too, when you want to reach out to other individuals to, you know, feature, you know, to be a guest on your, on your show and to bring attention to some of the different things that you're doing. So, I don't know. Maybe for you, you can maybe think about different things that, you know, that you know your festival could like benefit from. So like you know, mm. is, is, you know, like is there an entity that would be responsible for? you know, creating this uh, festival. And if there is such entity, well, then what are other things that this entity would do? Hmm. You just, you just did something just there. You just did something <laughs> just there. Cause, and I'm, and like, if anything, I'm in a better spot to have those conversations because of where I work. Exactly. So I'm, <laughs> listen, don't sleep on it. And I'm, I'm literally t- telling people not to sleep on their network. And here I am sleeping on my network. <laughs> Like, girl, take your own advice. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. You just did something you just did. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm really sitting here, like, mind blown. Like, I'm sitting here pausing on the idea of anything I need to ramp up. Exactly. That's why I was, you know, us texting earlier. I was like, listen, you know, I know that this whole virus situation is going to be a part of our lives for a while, but... I definitely think that, you know, 2021 and, you know, the years ahead is going to be really interesting because of the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. How interesting is it really depends on, you know, what you do. Right. Oh, okay. Let me bring out my folder because, you know, I can just pick up where I left off. I have a whole folder for her, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. No, that's, that's a really good point because, yeah, right now I have a world of knowledge. And honestly, too, I think that we we sometimes don't take advantage of the knowledge we have because you can have a structure but make it work for something totally different. Exactly. So all of this knowledge I'm learning right now in terms of reaching out to creators, mm-hmm. I could be formulating a strategy for my festival. listen (laughs) seriously i mean like i've come like you know in the same way that you know the lessons that you learned during the 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 time right that you spent uh from college you know post-college and stuff right Mm -hmm. one of the things that i have learned is that at any given moment 
regardless of how tough it is, the cards that I have on the table, I should be able to reshuffle them to get me out of whatever, you know, pit that I'm in. Right. I just have to like be mindful of that at all times instead of like, you know, sulking and like being sad. Now I'm not saying that like, you know, I'm not going to feel that way. Of course, it's completely fine to feel that way, but it's like, okay, get that out your system. Feel it 100% and move on. And move on. Don't get stuck there. That's like that. That's the biggest trick. Like, don't get stuck there and then figure out how to be, you know, proactive and move forward. And I think also, too, and this is where I had, um, this is definitely where I had trouble. I think, so you made a good point of like, you have the cards you have. The cards ain't going to change. You need to reshuffle them. I think one of my biggest problems was waiting too long to reshuffle. Mm. You know, that that's also really hard to... Because you don't know. You don't know when to do that. Do that. <laughs> and I would say I'm a big victim of that, like, right now. Because, I mean, I've been doing this whole school thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Right? We've talked about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, we've numerous times, so you know. So... But, like, this was the first time, like, in August, because I started my uh, job in August as well. It was the first time where, like, I could actually take a step back and realize, wait a minute, I can reshuffle my priorities here. Mm-hmm. Like, school is still important, but it's not my number one priority anymore. Like, right. reshuffle. And, and we can, and I think we also think that, like, if we make a decision... We have to stick with that decision. But if you genuinely don't feel that way anymore, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Girl, I was having this conversation with myself last week. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's okay if, like, school was number one for you and now that you've reached a certain um, accomplishment, you don't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think the you not feeling that way anymore, I think it's kind of like an indication of, like, Okay, you got what you needed out of it. You right, you got what you needed out of this shuffle. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, what do you need? Like, okay, reshuffle and see what you can make out of that next shuffle, essentially. Or like assess what it is you want, and reshuffle the cards to get to get you to that. Mm-hmm. And so that is also, and I tell people this all the time, and I've been saying it a lot recently. I'm like. You have to really think about what it is you want, not what you think you're supposed to want, not what other people are telling you to want, what Mm -hmm. you want, because if you don't actually know what you want, you're going to be playing, you're going to be running around like a chicken with his head cut off for a really long time. And I was doing that. And it's because I didn't know what I wanted. Yeah, no, no, no. Me too. Or I wanted too much. Well, not, there's no such thing as wanting too much, but I just had conflicting wants because I didn't know. I'm like, well, oh, okay, yeah, like, I could do this and I could also do this. Like, yeah, like, all of these are options. Like, no, choose one and go for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I completely understand where you're coming from regarding that. For me, it was more of, like, like, I was trying to figure out, like, what I needed to do. And, like, I was too focused on the moment, if that makes sense. But I wasn't thinking about long term. Like, I was just doing whatever it is that I needed to do to get by for, like, the next, I don't know, 12 <laughs> months or so. <laughs> and that was it. But I wasn't thinking about, like, oh, hey, what about five years down the line for me now? What does that look like? You know, what is it that you want? And the moment I did this exercise with myself where um, I took a whiteboard and I literally wrote that out. I was like, okay, what is it that you want? And it wasn't just 
uh, things associated with my career that I wrote down. But like, I also wrote down like things that I wanted in my personal life, you know, the different kind of lifestyle that I wanted to lead. If, you know, if I were to have a career, you know, what did I think that looked like? What type of emotions would I hope that career elicit from me, from myself? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And the moment I did that, I was like, I took a step back and I was like, huh. And then I thought about the things that I was doing in the moment. And I realized that like the things that I was doing in the moment, they were not aligned with those things (laughs) at all, (laughs) at all. And then you're wondering why you don't, you don't, you're not living the life you want to. And it's because you're not doing the things you need to get that. And so you really have to actually, like, I try every Sunday to not super extensive, but like, I try to think about what it is I want. And I have like different sectors. So you have like career goals, financial goals, um, you know, personal goals, spiritual goals and all that. And I kind of just, read what I have like I read what I have and if that that if the life that I'm writing down if that still gives me joy then I keep it mm-hmm. but if I read it like so, so I read it every Sunday and then like let's say three Sundays from now I feel like hmm actually I thought that would bring me joy but I like whatever the case may be like I got a little taste of it and it actually did it or um, you know, I have it now and it's not really what I want. Um, or like, you know, like I left this out. So like, I'm constantly trying to figure out what it is I want so that I'm always doing what I need to do in order to get it. Or I'm always, that that's always in my mind because obviously, like we said, you don't know exactly what the formula is, mm-hmm. but if I know what it is I want, I know that I can't do X, Y, Z. Right. Or I've tried X, Y, Z, and that ain't work. So mm-hmm. let's move on. Let's reshuffle the cards. Mm-hmm. And so that is awesome. And also, too, I would like to say that we be caught up in, like, career things and financial things. But we also have a personal life that is a lot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> For me personally, like, I think my my um, my career and as crazy as it sounds because I was so worried about it I feel like my career has been easier to manifest than the things I want in my personal life (laughs) well would you I mean like would you say that you've thought about your career more than your personal life yes and so (laughs) (laughs) I got my answer I need to think and then but then it's like you have to understand what that balance looks like Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ I don't even know listen Listen, it's gonna be an ongoing ongoing process process, but but we are on the right right track track here here and and we'll figure it out out, you know know, like at every step of the way way, we figure it out out. that that's it this is I don't think it's something that we will ever like you know solve yeah so let's just let's get that out of our minds right now and just like you know charge forward doing the best that we can no, I 100% agree. You have opened my eyes to two major things today. <laughs> More than two things, but two major things um, that I know will change my life drastically if, you know, I change and make those suggestions a part of my everyday life. But wow. Wow. <laughs> well, yo, yo. I'm really happy that we got an opportunity to have this conversation. Um, I've been meaning to have this chat with you for for weeks, so I'm just really happy that we were able to make this happen. This was so much fun. I am honored you even asked me 
if you I don't know what else there is to talk about but if you ever have a different kind of segment I would love to and we definitely know we're on we're on our way to doing great things and having great lives and all the time we spent worrying we're gonna look back at those times with our glass of wine and just cackle because <laughs> we are gonna be so upset with ourselves that or just so impressed with ourselves that we made it from where we did and I look forward to those days you and I both my friend you and I both <laughs> well thank you so much Kayla I really appreciate it thank you thank you thank you that's it for us this week we hope that you guys enjoyed the episode please be sure to follow us on our social media pages for any of our upcoming updates until next time <laughs>